Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast. Join your hosts, Podfather, Jersey Ed, and Noontime with Skylar Noon, as they address the real issues of first responders' health and wellness, from physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance. Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. I am the podfather, Mike Miles, and I'm here with my good friends, Hey guys, Jersey Ed. Jersey Ed. That's me. That's me. Look at my head's cut off. Look at this. How weird is this? Right? I mean, I got to do something wish. here. <laughs> and who else are we here with? Yeah, who else and are we here with? Noontime with Sky. Noontime with Sky. Skyler she's, Noon. She's in the little cafe pod, Father. Look at her. She's I just finished my latte. Yeah. Yeah. Sipping some coffee. Right, Sky? Oh, it's a macchiato. It's a uh, macchiato. Right, right. <laughs> Look at this place. Well, my good friend, Mike. Milky Owen brought me a coffee from uh, Starbucks. Yes, that's right. Nice. That's right. Brought his horizons a little, you know? That's right. Nice. Brought his horizons a little bit. wise guy. He needs that. Believe me, he needs that. <laughs> I need coffee like I need a shot in the head. Hey, I, I want to say something about the pod, by the way. You're with him there, there Mike. It's yeah. his birthday, just to let you know. <laughs> Tomorrow. No. And I yeah, want to let the listeners know. And and happy birthday, pod, father. We, uh, we appreciate um, first of all, we appreciate everything you do for us and everything you do for the first responders. And, um, you know, uh, we're, we're very grateful for having you as a, um, a, a, a guest, a, a host on this show with us. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it too. Yeah. Love yeah. doing this. Yeah. We've been doing this for a while now, but, uh, it's good having people on, uh, especially answering the call, you know, people that work in the, um, EMS line of work, firemen, police corrections. EMS workers, you know, and Michael is a, uh, he's a firefighter in the uh, city of Nashua, New Hampshire, and he's also a veteran. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mike and I are friends. We met um, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago. um, And uh, we've been thick as thieves ever since. Great guy. (laughs) Uh, Pretty interesting. uh, Oh, you'll hear from him anyway. Mike's got some good stuff. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. So, uh, So uh, you met Skyler and you met Ed, right? You're from Jersey originally, right? Jersey. Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike. That's a sub shop. That's right. Taking already. You know, we have a Jersey Mike's up in Hudson. And uh, subs are pretty good. Oh, they're really good, guys. Wait, subs? Oh, yes. Wait, subs or grinders up there? What is it? Oh, subs up here. Grinders. No, the hoagies down there. No, hoagies. No, that's South Jersey crap. Philly fucking. No, no, subs. The grinders is in like Western. Uh, right, okay. First time somebody said that to me, I was in the military. And they're like, "You want a grinder?" I'm like, a "What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that was like some perverted shit. Yeah. They were talking yeah. about. I don't do I'm that. Talking. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm straight. I, eat, I, eat, I just want to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that kind of eat. No, no. Not that. Eat. <laughs> I want to. I want a sub. That's what I want. But you're. Right, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what I do? Well, I was stationed in Fort Dix, New Jersey, for a while. You know, 18 months. And what I do remember, other than seeing Bruce Springsteen in Deep Purple, 
um, nice. is I remember the White Castles, you know. White and, uh, Castles, the best. I fell in love with that. Oh, forget about <laughs> Couldn't get enough of it. home from the city. Oh, three, my four, God. Five yeah, that's what, White Castle. New Jersey you had to go to, right? That's where That's where it was. The only White Castle was in Rowway, New Jersey for a while, yeah? yeah the Garden yeah. State. White yeah. Castle. Yeah. Well, White Castle, guys, real quick. Uh, so White Castle and Jersey Mike Subs are not our sponsors on this show, just to <laughs> no. let everybody know. Right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. But White Castle didn't start in um, New Jersey. I thought it did. It didn't. I think it started somewhere, no, out west, I believe. Really? So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Google that while you guys chat. Well, it's yeah, sitting exactly. down, uh, down by the boardwalk there, uh, Lenox City. That's where I found one. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the food show here at Answering the Call. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, sorry. Please message us your favorite, you know, <laughs> yeah. snacks. Yeah. So, God. Mike, um, so we can critique yeah, him too. I want to hear. I want to hear about being a firefighter. I, as a yes. cop, I've been to tons of fires. I've argued with firemen about where I'm parking my crew. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, I'm listening. But but I've always been amazed, uh, and I'm not blowing smoke when I see guys. Um, you know, suit up and, and go into a building that's ablaze. Uh, yes. Yeah, it just, uh, to me, it's, uh, you're a firefighter. I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's something I always wanted to do as a kid. Really? You know, I tried getting on the job in New Jersey. It just didn't work out. So I came to Massachusetts first and then to New Hampshire. But, you know, it's it's, it's a thing. It's it's a, it's something I've always wanted. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think you can get up one day and just be like, you know, I want to be a fireman. Right. You just, I just mm. don't, it's it's beyond a calling i, I don't think it's it's a lifestyle you know and i think right, that's why you see more. generations of families do it yeah 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 because yeah, it's a lifestyle that's so true. you know like in my family uh my father wasn't but my my uncles were my great uncle my great uncle was a whippany fireman for mm. i swear to god 68 years oh my Seriously. god yeah. wow. they just died so the firehouse in whippany i don't know there my yeah. uncle sold yeah. that donated the land to them oh my and god he's got a piece of it and they, yeah oh yeah for it so I, I just think it's, it's um, you know, there's a lot of lineage with that stuff. You sure, know? Yeah, I think sure. Podfather, that's down by JR Cigars, right across oh, yes. the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right across the street from there. Yeah, yeah. we got to go check that out. <laughs> yes, <we do>. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a reason I'm to go get a cigar. Yeah, Mike, hey, Mike's a cigar smoker too, by the way. You oh, good. Okay, all right. So he knows where JR is. It's something else now. Sure. But Are you uh, going to buy the cigars? Of course. dust explosion. What would a swaddle? Moths everywhere. Yeah, I love my cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, it, it it just kind of evolved. Like, my, I always wanted to be a Nork fireman. That's what I wanted to do because I just had friends on the job there and it just didn't work out. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a tremendous job. Um, people always ask me all the time because I, I've i been a fire instructor for 15 years. I teach at the fire academy. I, I used to teach for the firefighters uh, union. I used to travel the country and teach. So, you know, I've, I've really done a lot in this business in the 25 years I've been involved with it. And I've got to see it on a you know, on a national level and people always ask me, you know, you want your kids involved in it. That's a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a whole nother thing. So, right. You know, my father did it because he wanted me involved because he wanted me in something that was bigger than me. Right. Right. Because I was one of those kids that grew up when I grew up, I just, you know, there's the line of things and I always kind of went on the other side <laughs> of the line. So he's like, you need something safe with, mm, with, that. Right, it's something right, that, right. with a little bit of protection, you know, like, mm-hmm. But it was always something I wanted to do, you know. He wanted me to be a cop, and I'm like, that's not that's not my thing, you know. Mm. You know, I know how to stay in my lane. I don't run into, I don't, I don't pull people over when I see a speed in my fire truck. And they go in the building when they see people burn, when they see on fire. That's right, that's right. You know, 
<laughs> and you're in the service, right? Yeah, <clears throat> what did you do in the service? What, what, what I branch? Was, I was the Air Force. I was yeah. a fireman. Yeah. You're a fireman oh, in wow. the Air Force, right? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Well, I think what's really interesting about Mike, Mike has another business too. I mean, like all of us, we're all working, you know, most cops and firemen, like especially firemen, they have <coughs> secondary jobs, other trainings, other careers, actually. Yeah. But uh, you have an amazing, uh, very interesting job. Tell, tell them. Yeah, so I, uh, I I own a company up here called WeHangChristmasLights.com. I do all day lighting. So oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm an affiliate for, for this area here. So it's, a, gotta, it's a national brand. Yes. You know, and I'm just your affiliate for, for this area. Yeah, he's an artist. You got to see some of the work he does. It's, it's incredible. It's fun. I'm talking, I'm, I'm 60 foot trees, homes. I mean, I don't even know where you'd begin. I mean, I have a, I have a hot tank with a fucking light bulb in it. Never mind. I know, I know. And if I decorate, I throw a reef up. That's it. A reef with a little bit of light around. I hear no, you. I took it. <laughs> but he's got the greatest pickup truck. You should see it. It's, yeah. it's, it's just cool. So, how long have you been doing that? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And um, well, I've, so I get the history behind it as I look again. Where we grew up, right? Everybody lights the house up. That's what you do. Like, yeah, everybody in my neighborhood had lights. So, yes, it was always a thing, right? But my father was real big on heights, so he didn't really get crazy in our house. So, <laughs> I wanted to learn how to do it like you see these guys do. I was like, how do you do that? So, I got a job with a company, and then I ended up winning the best decorated house in the town I lived in three years in a row. Wow! And my boss is like, hey, you know, if you want, I don't cover New Hampshire if you want, you know, maybe you should think about doing that yourself. And, Wow. How it worked out. And I branched off into a different, different, um, it's not a franchise, but it's some, it's an affiliation, but I branched off into a different company, but that's how it worked. And, and um, I'm really fortunate because it's a great business. It's a lot of fun. So wow. when do you start? Like when do you, when, when does your busy season like, um, start? A commercial will, will start in September. Really? End of September, beginning of October. Right. Because, you know, the commercial, like uh, the two guys cigar shop yep. in uh, Salem. Salem. I do those in October. They just don't, wow. turn, them. They just don't turn them on. So you got to just yeah. get them done. Yeah, we just get them done. You know, again, in New England, it can snow in October. Right. So we have yeah, to, true. that's a huge problem here is the weather. I have to navigate that a lot. Right. Because if I have 30 roof jobs and it snows, well, guess what? That's a, that's a problem. Do you work so, alone? Do you got to help no, her? No, no, no. I have, I have 10 people on payroll. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have, wow. like, I have 70, over 70 accounts. Do you train oh them? Yes. So they yes. get trained to do it? Yes, we do a training We do a training thing every spring. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have to carry malpractice. No, no malpractice. I work as comp insurance. I have um, liability insurance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Have you ever taken a tumble? <laughs> See, cops ask questions. They do. I, I, they I, do. I, like, Typical cop, I, right? That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. No. Thank, no. Thank God, right? Yeah, actually, I, 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 I know. I'm going to come in next year on crutches. And I'm I was waiting for you to pull like a scar out and be like, yeah, well, this is when. But I've seen some of his work. I'll tell you, man. It's really impressive. I mean, uh, I lived in a museum in the uh, Whistler House Museum. He was a famous artist. Uh, his one of his uh, some, some of his arts in the Louvre in, in Paris. But Michael here is an artist. Um, he, he, amazing work. And uh, I, I just kind of, to me, when I see something like somebody can actually put together a display like that, and no, I mean, it's there's no not one imperfection that you can see. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. It would take me a year to do something. That's crazy. I know we have this farm by us. Skylar's been to it. It's um, Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's uh, not uh, what the hell is it? Um, Shady Brook Farms. And it's like a 20 minute drive that, that just, and, and it's probably something you probably did, I'm guessing maybe, or, or, or probably, <laughs> or your company might've did, but it's just amazing. Like how, how, how it's art. It really is a form yeah, of art, yeah, no doubt yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah. now with, with the lights, I mean, obviously the heights, you're a fireman, so you don't mind going up and down the ladder. Was that kind of natural for you to say, okay, I, I'm, I yeah. like to be an artist and I want to climb up these ladders. I do it all day and yeah. I think nothing of it. So, 100%. so that kind of pulled into together. Yeah, it does tie together. I, and that's why I do employ a few firemen. And that's for that reason, because again, the ladders are, roofs are an issue. You mm -hmm. know, it's what it is. You know, do you, um, do you decorate the firehouse? We do it collectively. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't get paid for it, so he's saying it. <laughs> so he's not putting his heart and soul into it. <laughs> I didn't say anything like that. But, you know. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a line you can read between if you like. But no, but, no I, you know, we um we have a lot of firehouse pride, so our guys do it. You know, I may help, I may provide some lights every now and again, but yeah, it's good. That's cool. No, let me ask you this though. Yeah. You you start. I mean, I know you train. You do a lot of different things. You know, as a fireman, you, you're not just going to fires. But when you first started out, obviously, that, that's what you were. You were the, you were the fireman. And um, how about your first big fire? I mean, I know you go through a lot of training and stuff, but do you remember your first? Actually, my first fire was in Florida Was uh, when I was in the military. I was, right. So I was very odd when I was younger. I was on three different fire pumps at once because wow. I, I couldn't get enough. Like, I was a fireman <laughs> in the military on the Air Force base. I was a fireman as a volunteer in a town I lived in because I lived all base. And then I was a call fireman in another town. <laughs> oh so I, I, I just couldn't get enough of it. You know? <laughs> I really couldn't. It was ridiculous. you know. And I would take every class I could. I would just, it was just crazy. But yeah, the first fire I went to was at a hotel in Panama City Beach, Florida. Mm. And I remember it was like, it was 18th floor, I think it was. Jeez. And I was like, see now. This is not like the fire camp I went to in Texas, which was on one story. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, not, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it got real quick. It's like, hey, if I, if I got to jump out of here, um, just don't let it reach us this high. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. But that's yeah, what you sign up for. You know? So for, what, what is it about the fire department? Because, you know, my calling is, and I don't even call it a job. I just call it a, a calling now. Um, is helping addicts and alcoholics, um, you know, get to where they need to get and, and, you know, achieve what I have achieved in my lifetime, sobriety. Um, and uh, what was it for you for, for the, besides your dad, I know your dad, I know, I know that part, but was there something deeper? Was there something, no, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, anybody can mm -hmm. want you to do something, right? If you don't want to do it yourself, it's just like recovery, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mike yep. could say, Hey, you, you should probably get sober and this is how you do it. If I don't want to do it, mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You go to 100 churches, you can pray 100 novenas. If you don't want to get sober, you're not going to get sober. That's, That's just right. the way it is. You know, That's right. yeah. and nobody can take you there. It's the same thing with this job. If you don't really have that inside you, and like I said, I've been teaching for years in this business. And I teach, I literally asked a kid one day at the fire academy, So what are you doing here? You know, and he said, Yes, you know, I was working at Walmart and I just I wasn't really digging it. And somebody told me, you know, that, that the fire academy was, was coming up and I wow. gave it a shot. And I'm thinking to myself, you'll be here a month. And he was gone. He was mm -hmm. gone. Huh? He quit. Because you got to have it. I mean, you got to have it inside. Right. You got to be, right. you got to yes. be one hundred percent human you service. Have you have you to. It's like, yeah. I, it's just a job. It's, I'm not the kind of person that could sit in an office all day, every day. <clears> and don't change the scenery. That's not my style. You know, um, yeah, I, mean, I just, no. I don't like that. No, you know, I just, I don't dig yeah. that. But mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing about being a cop. I get, 
grab your cruiser at night, go to roll call, grab your cruiser, usually work with somebody 99% of the time you get along, at least got along. Sometimes you'd be very close. Sometimes you just, Hey, how's it going? You know, small talk, you know, um, you know, I'm patting myself on the back. I'm pretty popular because I'm, you know, I'm versatile. I, I can get along mm-hmm. with people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, but anyway, I, as soon as we drive out of the station, I, especially on a night like tonight, oh, four yeah. to 12, oh, I was yeah. in freaking heaven. It's great. You know, and I, I, some nights I swear, this is true of my first five years. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to go home. I'm like, Oh, the night's no. almost over. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, so I can understand that. But one more quick question. I know we got a break coming up, but yeah. What about, um, when, when you, when you see the, um, 9-11 when you see those firemen mm-hmm. running running there was a fireman that ran through the holland tunnel i yep, believe yep. he ran yep towers of tunnels mm-hmm. he, 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 off duty yep. with his gear and do you think those firemen when they pulled up and they saw do you think they knew they were going to die or do you you oh, think yeah. no do, do, do you think they knew that there was a good good chance that they weren't going to come out of that building Absolutely. Like it's just really it's, it's the magnitude of that is just so much. So one of my best friends on Java Pier with me, he was a New York City fireman for seven years. But another guy on Java Pier, he was also a New York City fireman. His brother's New York City fireman got killed in 9-11. And, and they'll tell you, like it's they knew what listen, at the end of the day, this is what we sign up for. Yeah. Get yeah. calculated risks. We do yeah. the things that the average person society doesn't want to do, doesn't want to see. And doesn't want to have the long-term right. repercussions right. of, right? mm-hmm. and that's just the long and short of it. I tell kids that all the time when they come mm-hmm. into the recruit school, and the new guys in the firehouse, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. So you better have a plan. Like, you know, like Mike. Mike keeps talking about training, 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 recruit school. So we don't train for mental. Right. We don't train in the mental right. aspect. We don't train in PTSD. We don't nope. do anything. Well, I mean, it, preemptively. Yeah. You know, and, and I tell kids that now when they come in. Go buy your flashlights. Go buy your rope bags. Go buy whatever you want to save yourself. But the most important thing you need to do to save yourself is get on the phone and find a counselor the day mm-hmm. you get hired. Yeah. Because Absolutely. literally 15 minutes after you walk in the firehouse the first day, you can see some shit that's going to turn you around for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. That and is I can, true. I, and I, it has happened to me. Yeah. Seven years, I couldn't go into a dark room because I got flashbacks. And oh, it happened the God. first six months I was a fireman. Yeah. God. You know, we're going to take we're going to take a quick break here, guys. And yeah. um, when we come back, uh, I got a lot of questions. I'm sure Skylar does and Podfather. Um, thank you for getting Michael on here. Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, we'll- uh, Mike Malcone, you know, it, it, to me, I've had a lot. We've had a lot of people on this, but you know, having <clears> people <throat> I know like Paul and and, and excuse me and um, Tony and a few other people. But having Mike on, this is awesome. This is good. It's really good. We're able to bring people on that we're familiar yeah, with. Absolutely. Especially professionals like uh, Five yeah, Minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, answering the call, First Responders Podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. We'll be right back. You're first. First to respond. First to put others' lives before your own. And in an emergency, you need a network that puts you first that connects you to technology, to each other, and to other agencies. Build with and for first responders. FirstNet, the only congressionally authorized wireless network for first responders. Because putting you first is our job. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. 
At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's on the call, First Responders Podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. I am the podfather, Mike Miles. Hey guys, Jersey Ed here. And it's new time with Sky. What's up, yes, Sky? And we have a we have a we have our guest here, Mike yes. Marcone, firefighter. Yeah, firefighter, cook, cooking show, um, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever else. Christmas lights, Christmas lights. Yeah, I, I, I thought artist. we were some. Yeah, artist. All around, all around good sport and snappy dresser. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to answering call all around everything except for answering the call today. So now, um, real quick, guys, I want to give out a number here. Um, we give it out every show. It's um, one eight hundred cop line. That's one eight hundred cop line, and that's for anybody who. Who's in a crisis? Um, vol- it's it's um, over a hundred um, hundred different um, volunteers, right? Uh, is that we had Stephanie? Sam, listen to last oh, week's show. Yeah, yeah. Just well, listen to the last well, week's show to tell you everything about it. But it's one eight hundred cop line. I was looking for I had the wrong paper. One eight hundred cop line. Um, that's one eight hundred two six seven five four six three or copline.org. Um, right. And you know, either way, if you're not. You know what? I like what Stephanie said on the show last week. Don't pussyfoot around it. If you feel like you're, you're, you know, I would say if you don't feel good, if you feel like you want to commit suicide, if you have those thoughts, call this line. They will help you out, man. You know, and what I also like what she said is even if you're not suicidal or have suicide ideation, yes. if you're depressed, if you're anxious, you have things going on in your head, you just can't get rid of. You know what? Call. You're going to yeah. be speaking to a professional. A, exactly. a, a person that was a police officer that retired that cares about people that's yeah. volunteering their time just like the three of us are doing yeah. to help yeah. others absolutely you know what i hear a lot too is that you know uh they don't want to burden their families and stuff you know because you guys have such big hearts right. <laughs> you don't want to burden the family so yeah. she said people call sometimes and they have a bad day to process that when they go home their armor's kind of like off right. so i love that yeah oh, she yeah. did a great job yeah, she, yeah. so that's last week's show guys go check that out um yep. on youtube Definitely. and Podbean, pod whatever it is so um our guest is michael um m oh, we like to say milky own i got milk it man yeah. tell me they don't oh, call you never, milk I man i never heard that in high school ever <laughs> <laughs> that's like noon i never heard yeah, anybody no, make fun no, of my last name yeah. <laughs> um so right before the break mike you were talking about basically the health and well-being of of everybody you were talking about right. they don't teach you um you know they don't teach us you know um the the stress and the shit that you're gonna see the deaths the everything um I, I, and I know you're, you're in recovery. You, you kind of disclosed that to us and you gave us permission to talk about, thank you. Um, yeah, cause this yeah. is going to help people, you know, people who are sitting, maybe thinking like, Oh, you know, I don't feel good. Something's not right. I'm drinking too much. I just got out of the, you know, I don't want to go into the firehouse because maybe, well, I see that again. I mean, all that stuff I'm sure you've been through and the easiest way that as, as addicts, alcoholics, we drink it away and then we can forget about it. But that is not true. And we know that. 
And uh, I just want you to touch on a little bit on your recovery and maybe how you overcame all that stuff. You were saying something about a dark room um, when, you know, you couldn't go into a dark room for seven years when oh, yeah. you were a no, break. I, so I, I used to get, I can tell you exactly what triggered that. Well, two things triggered that. Uh, the first fatality I ever saw uh, was a 16 year old girl that uh, was coming home from the prom and uh, her boyfriend was driving. They were hammered and he went to pass another car. And when he went to pass the car, he flipped and hit the car and the car flipped over. And she bounced out of the the, the, the driver's side window. Mm. And when the car landed, as her car, as that car barreled, the the front post, the A post of the car, crushed her head on the pavement, and dragged the car 176 feet. Now I know the footage because the cop said it. And um, when she, when the car kind of came back too, it was up on its, it was on its roof, and we we popped the door up. I looked literally right down this girl's torso. Her head was gone. Uh. Her her brains were on the street. Her skull was on the street. Like. You can't, I can, listen, I, I eat a very regimented diet. Okay. Extremely. Like I've got it right to my diet. I don't, I eat like literally six things. I can't tell you what I ate last week, but I could tell you 25 years ago, the smell, mm. what day yeah. I was wearing. Cause the boyfriend was standing on the wood line puking when we pulled up covered mm. in blood. Cause he knew he, he just obviously killed his girlfriend and he's probably going to prison for the rest of his mm. life. And, but I could tell you definitively mm. everything you need to know. Yeah. Like when the mother showed up on scene screaming at the top of her lungs because she saw her daughter's car and realized her daughter was dead under the sheet, like that stuff. And then, like three months later, I had a two month uh, two month old daughter. Um, a woman suffocated her own daughter and called nine one one. The grandfather called nine one one. I remember walking in the house, and he gave me the kid, two month old baby, and said, "Can you can you help my my granddaughter?" And the kid was blue, like blue and stiff. And come to find out that the mother suffocated the kid, but I had a two-month-old daughter at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Literally, literally, almost to the day. Right. Yeah. So those two incidents. But you know, again, like I said before, like this is what you sign up for. Like this is what it is. You know, like it's like people going to military and go to ROTC, and then all of a sudden they get they get papers, get deployed overseas, and go and go go to conflict. So. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to get education. Well, no, actually, no, you didn't. That line that you signed doesn't differentiate education. Smart or not, you're going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what yeah. it is here. It's the same yeah. thing. This is what we signed up for. The thing yeah. is, just be prepared. Have a plan. I didn't have a plan, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like everybody else back when I got on the job. Like, literally, like, I hate to say it so graphically, but, like, the kids' brains were literally on the street. Mm -hmm. And we got back in the rig, and the guy was making a joke that looked like cereal. Like, but that's what you do because that's how you get through these things. But yeah. like, but yeah. then, but then we literally went back to the firehouse and you stuffed that away. You stuffed yeah. it away, and people would, back in those days, twenty five years ago, they say tough it up. You know, like that, that mm -hmm. didn't exist. PTSD and all that stuff. Like we didn't address that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Having said all of that, right, and Mike and I discussed this last week. The job <laughs> changes you as a person. There is no. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no way, shape, or form any line of first responder, military, especially guys that see conflict. There's no way it's not going to change you as a person. Does that give you a license to act like a jerk off or an asshole? No. No. Does it give you a license to not have any accountability for yourself? No. And where I went wrong is, and I, Skylar, you were touching us on this uh, door that, that, that sponsor piece there about, about that somebody last week. I saw a counselor a long time ago and she said to me, Do you carry a bag to and from work? I said, yeah, you know, gym bag, whatever. She said, well, when you go home and you set that bag down, what do you do? What do you do with that bag? I said, I'll leave it mm -hmm. in my truck. I'll bring it, whatever. She goes, no. What you need to do is you need to bring that bag in the house and you need to set it down in the same place every day. 
And when mm. you do that, that shuts off that firehouse. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. The armor. What I did was the mistake I made was see again, like so those scenarios that we just discussed, right? Or even more so, a scenario where somebody's kid just overdosed, which I've been to more times than I could count. Mm. And now I have a mother standing 10 feet away from me screaming that her kid is dead. And we can't help them, right? So what do we have to do as first responders? We have to go in there. We have to shut our emotions off like a light switch mm. because you can't respond in front of those people, right? That's not mm. professional. That's, mm-hmm. I took that attitude home right. and I took mm. that attitude into my personal life. So when I wanted to do things that I wanted to do, I just took the tools that I use for work and use them for a path of self-destruction. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I took, instead of, Instead of using those tools for positive, I use them for negative. So mm-hmm. it's not the job's fault. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with the job. Mm-hmm. I just took what I learned, what's a learned trait on the job and how to deal with the job. And I didn't put that bag down mm. for years. Yeah. You know, and that's and eventually, you know, when when you when you live a certain lifestyle and a certain line for a certain period of time, it catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way you the way you're coping with things is that um, you you use drugs and alcohol to. Uh, no I don't drugs. know. No, 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 no drugs, drugs, just alcohol. Just yeah, just booze. Like I was just drinking. <laughs> I like to party. I like to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I had a few vices. You know, and mm-hmm. alcohol was one of them. And um, but it, it wasn't even just it was it wasn't it wasn't just coping. It was it wasn't it wasn't even that. It was what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I tapped into that ability to shut my emotions off at the door. Mm-hmm. that's really the issue it's not it's not necessarily the ptsd it's just it's it's what i do is i tapped into that ability to shut myself off mm. so when i walked out of the house and my wife's like where are you going i said wherever i want see you later mm. bam and i had no absolute no guilt no remorse or nothing for the way i conducted myself wow. years mm-hmm. because i learned how to do that right yeah. i taught myself how to how to be emotionless right mm-hmm Right. But for survival, you know, yeah. so that's right. yeah, for survival. And for the job. <clears throat> but I just took it in the wrong direction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what's important? It just came to my mind. You know, I've been doing this 21 years. I've, I've had an office for 21 years. Prior to that, I was kind of just helping people willy-nilly. Before I got my education, before I got my master's and my licenses, I was just a recovering cop, word of mouth. Hey, this guy, he did it. Call him. Maybe he'll sh- show you. So I knew eventually I wanted to be a therapist and I wanted to get, you know, credentials. I wanted to have credibility. I wanted to have, you know, diplomas and and certificates and licenses. So I'd have a a business, which I did. But I can tell you, I've had police, fire, correctional officers primarily come through my office. I'd say 90% of them, they're legit. They they really are uh, affected by their jobs as a result of the jobs, what they've seen. Like Mike said, no one tells you when you're in the police academy in 1980. They, they didn't tell me that, I, you know, I could be an alcoholic or a drug addict or I could, you know, see things I would never understand. <clears throat> but they did talk about bad behavior. They did talk about graft, taking things that don't belong to you and, and you know, um, j- just not, not being a proper police officer. But the other 10%, there are people that come in here that are looking for um, some type of pass for what Mike just said, their bad behavior. So they want to blame the stresses of the job. You know, and I spot these people right away. I mean, I, I know right away because I, I was, I did it for a long time, but I think it's important to know there's not a big percentage of those people, but they're there too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's the unfortunate part, you know, mm-hmm. and, but 
on the other side of it is I'm the one who has to write the assessment. I'm the one who has to, you know, mm-hmm. yep. listen to what they say, put it in words. And this is my opinion. And, you know, it's never bothered me to tell somebody, I don't think your behavior is a result of the job at all. I think you were going to be doing this long before you ever became mm-hmm. a cop or a fireman or a correctional officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, guys, here, here's the thing. And, and I like how Mike kind of addressed everything. And, you know, I was just going the wrong way and, and I was doing I was doing whatever I wanted. I wasn't being, you know, a good dad, a good husband, a good whatever it was. Um, but that's OK, because we can fix ourselves. We can we can stop it and we can get help and we can be a better person just because we did something wrong doesn't mean we're bad people just because we we oh, no. didn't um of course you know if we did something really wrong of course and you know you have to whatever but um podfather is that's he's on that side of the law but you know there is help out there we can fix these things we don't have to keep doing what we're doing we don't have to be live that life everybody does i don't want to say wrong things but every we're human beings guys and and we and we deserve to be happy we deserve to be in the mike you or michael you go by michael right michael you are wonderful i mean i'm just sitting here listening to you and you can be the next therapist in mike's office seriously with with the words of wisdom that you just came through with um Mm -hmm. you take care of yourself you practice it sounds like spiritual mental physical and it's got a lot of um, yeah you practice a lot of qualities. Yeah. yeah and, uh, it's yeah. funny you said that because, you know, we, 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 we've, we've been talking back and forth and, you know, there were certain people that you just know right away. As soon as they start talking about, you know, helping people or, or getting yeah. an education, you just know that that, that mm-hmm. person would be a great Absolutely. fit. Like Ann, Ann Perello yeah. from, from Pelham. Yes. I mean, that's my girl. You know, she yeah. finished and she loves, she's yeah. finishing her internship uh, this month, April. Mm-hmm. We're going to be done. Um, and you know what? I'm going to really miss her because, um, she's just been great. She's helped so much, you know, and, and I feel someone like Mike ideal for this type of job, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, fit right in because when a cop or a fireman or a correctional officer walks in here, you can't really see much, but I mean, my walls are decorated. It's called a busy room because I have posters and pictures everywhere, but you would never n- not know that I was a, a cop for 35 years. I have pictures <laughs> everywhere. But I want that's that's my audience. That's the people I care about. The, the teenagers I get and the young drug addicts they come in. I'm 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 there for them too. But I'm not changing nothing in here because I want my target audience are people like my myself and my. Well, the growth, Mike, that you have from what where you were to what you are today is just amazing. And um, you know, it just. Uh, it, I, I, let me ask. You, I guess the, the guys at the firehouse have to be. Uh, have to be kind of privileged to have somebody like you in that firehouse. Um, you know, it's just privilege, amazing. Privilege is a strong word. Privilege is a strong word. <laughs> Seriously. I can some adjectives and some verbs. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, listen, uh, there are guys that have seen the, de- I mean, first of all, I lost 30, over 30 pounds. You know, um, I've made a lot of changes in my life and that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. And, and people see it. And I have had guys, you know, um, on the job, that know me come to me and ask me for say hey what are you doing exactly and, and help me out with this and you know and and it's funny you say all this and, and mike knows is i actually just entered the uh, addiction counselor program at middlesex mm. college in massachusetts cool. I wrote, nice I wrote, I wrote my essay my entrance essay and i, I mentioned my man here because yeah. <laughs> i'm going to tell you what I, I think, you know it's very fitting that this guy 
is 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 he looks like my father he acts like my father <laughs> like literally right and when he told me to book with this shortest you know the book on the show right i went on the thing that you sent me yeah and today was the only day you had the only day in april and today's the day my father died a year ago wow, wow. right i mean this guy if i showed you a picture of my father right now he looks just like handsome man i have goosebumps that's really cool but he's this guy has helped me immensely. And I don't think he gives himself as much credit as he should. Like you said, I agree. Never. never. He never this man does. has helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's helped me. Um, you know, I, I do things the way I do things. I don't, I don't rely on other people per se. I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't call Mike 30 times a day and I don't, you know, that's not my thing. I, I rely, I, I built my own sobriety, my own, my way. And I do it the way I, I it works for me. But I talk to Mike all the time and he's a great guy and he's helped mm-hmm. a lot of people and, and he's helped me immensely and, and he's going to continue to help me, especially if I become a counselor and, and go this direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got a space yeah. right here in the office for Mike, you know, that's it. because that's you it. know, you can only do like only cops and firemen in corrections in EMS in veterans too. I mean, we're veterans. They, they're comfortable. I had a vet in here, you know, and uh, he took an Uber. He doesn't have a license. And my fee, let's say my fee is uh, five hundred dollars, right? Let's just say that's the number. Damn, well, I like Shit, this. I'm in the wrong business. Sign me up for that Middlesex yeah, College. Sorry, Pi Father Gad. No, no, but right away I know I'm only charging this guy a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know. And then by the end of our session, he's like, "Can I call an Uber? I got to call." I said, "Well, where do you live?" He said, "Tuxbury." I said, "No, I'll drive you." No, not the end of. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to drive you. And then we stopped at McDonald's, you know, I'm like, you're hungry. Let's grab McDonald's, you know? So, um, he got out, he had a bag of food and he's, I'm giving him back some of the money. He's like, (laughs) but you understand it was like, there's like a brotherhood there to me. This is why I'm here. I mean, I make plenty of dough. I'm not rich by any means, but I'm all set, but I really love like helping someone, especially Mm -hmm. like paying it forward. I guess that's what you call it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, know, Mike, Michael this, said you know. right before the break, which was super <clears throat> important. He said it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, and that's what Perfect. you be, because you know, my brother always says that to me when I, I'll call him. I say, Oh, I need to lose weight. I got to do this diet. And he's like, No, no, no. It's not about diet. It's about a lifestyle. <laughs> Something you can really live by. Because <laughs> if it's a diet, a quick diet, you're not gonna. Right. Yeah. Right. And then as so quick as you lose it, so you're gonna true, get it back. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's lifestyle. I love yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I lost forty pounds in the last year and a half. And, you know, I've stayed right at the exact weight, 192, one, every time I weigh myself. And I, it's perfect for me, you know, but it is a lifestyle because in that year and a half, I've stopped so many things that I mm-hmm. used to do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I can I can get by with eating one good meal a day and then having some healthy yogurt, apple, you know, fruit, um, yeah, you know, whatever. And, and I can still have a little like a tablespoon of ice cream at night, like a big tablespoon. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, only one like a wooden spoonful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What a great guest, though, huh? This yeah, is, uh, Mike. This thank a, you. A, just an amazing it. show. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, thank let me you. ask you before we close. Yeah. What advice would you give any firefighter uh, listening to this program if they thought <laughs> they needed some help? Say with, yeah, you know, say any type of problem. Let's say substance, mental health. Yeah, you know, add whatever you want. But I mean, if they wanted help, because everybody knows, nobody wants to be known as somebody that has a problem. Or they don't want your, your captain or your chief to know, you know, um, what, what would you suggest to them? So one of the things, so I taught firefighter survival for years. I still do. And we there's this, there's this rule, if a guy's in 
trouble. We used to say to a chief officer, hey, give me a minute and I'll get out of the situation. Now we put that down to 30 seconds because if a guy thinks he's in trouble, it's too late. He's in trouble. Mm. Oh, yeah. The guy thinks he's in trouble. <clears throat> right. Now, man, he's up a stream in one paddle. You mm. know what I mean? He knows he's in trouble. That word think, that's right. just a delayed process. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I think I think guys, like I said in the very onset, when you come on this job, you need to have that piece in place. And if you're on the job and you feel yourself going sideways, you feel yourself going a certain direction, you know, you lean on people that you can trust and get, I mean, you need to get help. And and that's no, I told Mike, I've told Mike, I've been through nine different counselors. Mm. So I found the one I needed. Why? Because they need to have that relatability and need to have that credibility for mm. me. Because as a first response, like that's our type A personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like I literally had a man who was a counselor, nice guy, great guy, fate guy, faith. I'm, you know, I'm a Catholic. I'm a, I go to Knights of Columbus. I go to church all the time. No problem. This guy literally burned incense in his office. You know, the incense like at the church. Bernie, <laughs> I was telling him my story. He picks up the thing, walking around the office with the incense, doing this. He says, hey, listen, I'll kill it. I don't think I can help you. I think you need to leave. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. So like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Just, you know, just find somebody that works. Just, yeah, exactly. You know, find somebody, find that fit. That's you know? funny. You know what I mean? And that's just that it's God's honest truth. It was like an exorcism. Get all crazy. I can well, see his point. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you for your honesty and your openness. Um for not for us, for for the listeners, because this is going to help somebody. This is going to say, I understand where he was at. I get it. And look where he's at now. Look what he's doing. Look at his life now. And and that is so important, for, especially to first responders. We do another show, which we're definitely going to have you on for recovery. But for the first responders, a couple of reasons being, and I know we have to close here, but a couple of reasons being first responders like you said, um, you know, they, they can take care of their own. They think they can take, take care of their own self, but you got, you know, you guys can't, you guys are, are, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, we're all human beings. We all need help. And I like what you said, when you think you might need help, you're too deep into it already. You need help. And that goes for the mental health and a substance abuse field too. If you think you might need help, brother, you need some fucking help. (laughs) You know, you really do. And I like that. And I'm going to use that if you don't mind. Um, That's, you know, I'm going to take that, but um, thank you for the open and honesty stuff. I am going to make, I'm going to say a declaration here, Podfather. All right. I'm coming up next week and yep. we're going to do an FIR from the car. And yep. I want this guy in the car with us right. with a cigar. Yep. All right. Back seat. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, Thomas, let's go. All right. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Awesome. I'll tell you right now. Get, get that thought right out of your head. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> okay. But he's your Carl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, great oh, show. Um, I always compliment you on the guests we you get and stuff, but, uh, here we go. This is what I, I have do. to compliment you. Pop, That's pop. right. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Kyle, what do you think? Good show. <clears throat> Very good. Very yeah. good. Well, this is right up your alley because your brother, Sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I love it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it yeah, helps. Bro. Honestly, th- this show helps me learn so much because there's just so many aspects that I don't think that, well, maybe the outside world knows, but Skylar's world didn't know. And yeah. it's just helped me because. Like I said, my brother's right. It's just something I never like. I guess I'm so such a self-centered addict. I never really thought <laughs> of like, no. uh, you know. <laughs> no, you're a very like, giving person. You know. Yeah, but you know, you don't think like you exactly. know the, the reality of it, and it's so. This show has taught me so much. It really has. 
Well, that's how I felt last week with Stephanie after we hung, you know, after we get off. The <laughs> oh, air, yeah. You know, and I wrote her an apology because I felt bad. I was I was just trapped in my car and I was I was I was more pissed than that. I wanted Ed to give us a break, you know, <laughs> but I wrote her an apology and she wrote the nicest message back. I'll tell you what a, what a great guest she was. Yeah. She was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, I, show, I can't tell you, Paul, uh, Michael has been a great guest. He, he's up there with Stephanie, no doubt about absolutely. it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, Michael. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Hey, it's from the call, the First Responders Podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe, guys. That concludes this episode of Answering the Call, the First Responders Podcast. Thanks to Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, for supporting those on the path to recovery and keeping this valuable resource free for all our friends in recovery. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Brought to you by Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery. If you can't get enough of Mike, the Podfather, Jersey Ed, and Skyler, you can catch them on Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and GenesisHouse.net.